Hi, it's Jay Mueller from Bad Producer Productions. This is episode six of Game Changers at Home. It's a conversation between Craig Bruce and Pete Patipko, recorded on a Zoom video call Wednesday, March 25th, with Craig at home in Adelaide and Pete on the line from Edmonton, Canada. Get in touch with Craig on Twitter at CB underscore Bruce. You can say hello to me there as well at Bad underscore Producer. We're also on Instagram, Game Changers Radio. Finally, all of the Game Changers episodes and our book, Game Changers Radio, Insights and Lessons from the World's Best Radio Broadcasters and Programmers, can be found at our website, radiogamechangers.com. Now, here's Craig and Pete. Game Changers at home, I promised you an international perspective on the radio industry, so let's do it. Uh, Pete Tipko is the co-host of the K97 Morning Show in Edmonton with local radio legend Terry Evans, who um, hopefully I'll introduce you to in the next couple of weeks. So... I've been working with Terry and Pete for a couple of years now. They are a, a ripping show and doing a, a really, really good job of reflecting the story as it continues to unfold. Pete, how are you? Not bad, man. How are you guys doing uh, on the other side of the planet there? Yeah, not not too bad. I think um, we, I, we talked on about this the other day. We, we, Australia's kind of got this laissez-faire attitude to most things, which has kind of, as a continent and a, as a country, has put us in pretty good stead over the years. But, yeah, we're probably just getting our heads around how uh, what we need to do and collectively how we need to kind of lock ourselves down. But, God, it's taken a while, mate. What, what about from your end? So just let's start with um, current state of play in Edmonton, which is in the province of Alberta. So stats as of Wednesday morning, March 25, what, what's happening on the ground for you? All right. For those who aren't uh, you know, so familiar with geography in Canada, we have multiple provinces across our country and each province has individual cases. Alberta being probably the third highest hit right now. And uh, the numbers as of this morning are about 350 individual cases for this province. And then if you were to look countrywide, uh, we just passed 2,500 this morning. So we're following the trajectory of many other countries out there. I think, you know, it was March, I want to say 10th, 13th, somewhere in that neighborhood where we had 89 cases. And then progressively each day, it's doubling, 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 doubling. Much like everywhere else, it's happened. So, you know, we're, we're doing better than some, but, you know, still 2,500 and, and now the, the fatalities are starting to follow. But yeah. also a couple of uh, recoveries are starting to follow too. Yeah. So, so you're nearing the end of another bitterly cold Canadian winter. <laughs> my, my Aussie brothers and sisters have no clue as to what you guys go through. It's funny. I was listening the other day, monitoring the show, and you know, it was maybe I don't know, twenty degrees on a on a bright and sunny Tuesday morning in Adelaide, and you're broadcasting in in minus twenty five degrees. Uh, you know, wind chill of minus thirty. And you know, we just can't get our head around that sort of shit. But so essentially, you guys have been cooped up for the last few months. Do you think that might be some kind of a cultural advantage? I mean, Canadians are used to being inside for long periods of time, right? You'd be absolutely correct if this was November. But having put in the six months already through winter, this is where people get cabin fever, stir crazy. You hear, you know, they're ready for spring. I mean, these are all things that we hear regularly. And now we're being told to stay put, which is the right decision. But, you know, yeah, you're right. We could probably weather the storm a little better than most, but uh, not when it's spring and everybody wants to get out for our half a year of the outside time. Yeah, yeah, and not even half a year. You get four months of sunshine. So, so essentially, this could be the cruelest cut of all where that, that three or four months of thawing out and getting out and getting into, the, into some fresh air is, you know, you guys could be in lockdown. It's, it's hard to imagine. We've been talking about this story for a few weeks now, you know, in terms of the product team and the content team around, 
your show and and um, our discussions have progressed from oh God as little as three weeks ago how to take the piss out of people buying toilet paper to essentially the show being on a wartime footing. When did things start to change in your mind? When did you kind of move from okay, this is this is not good. You know, it's funny to use uh, memes as an example of where you are. But once the memes kind of started to get a little bit more relatable to home and a little bit, uh, you know, really close to accurate to what's happening, I think you saw a shift in people and it got a little scarier. And then with the more daily news updates and stuff, and I think kind of once Canada passed its first hundred cases uh, nationwide, people, they made their switch, you know, and then we started ramping up. And I mean, it's kind of completely unprecedented times i guess you know sure we've had a spanish flu 100 years ago we've had other pandemics but this is kind of a data-driven pandemic so everybody's hyper connected while at the same time being told to stay away from one uh, one another yeah. so it's very weird yeah. so we've seen that i think we saw the switch happen for most people i use quotey fingers on that because a lot of people still haven't figured it out a week and a half two weeks ago i think mm -hmm. so we are what today march 25th yeah, let's say mid-March kind of deal. So, so the show, um, from an on-air perspective, is almost exclusively Corona content. H how does that feel? You know, kind of there's a natural tendency for most radio shows to kind of look for a balance of stories, but there really is no other story. H how does it feel being on the air right at the moment? What, what's how's it working in your head? You know, it, it's tiring. It's not as fun as radio is supposed to be. Like we got into it for the first purposes, and I know you guys just went through the giant wildfires. Yeah. I've broadcasted. Uh, through one ourselves and flee to a, you know, a burning city north of us. And I had to broadcast for 32 days in a very kind of similar environment that we have right now. So it feels a lot like that, but with no end in sight. Yeah. And the difference, I think, though, here is your traditional media and news outlets that you're watching where they kind of stick to the facts. We've got to do that and then take that and put it onto a little bit of a, a more fun camp and try and, you know, try and still lighten it, but give you the facts. Yeah. So what's it like broadcasting? It's it's difficult. You got to run everything through a filter and then try and make it at least sort of entertaining that, you know, you're not doomed and gloom from 530 in the morning till nine at, uh, you know, when you get off air. Yeah. So it's, it's challenging. But it's 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 something that's definitely challenging me as a broadcaster, but it's got to be done. I heard a call the other day into the show, you know, just a guy ringing and saying, hey, you, you know, thanks for providing such a great service. And, you know, you just don't ever get those sorts of calls normally across the course of any day or any week. It's it's a and it, it's moments like those where you, you realize, OK, we can actually do something, you know, that's that's of use to people. And 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 that certainly feels like that. That's where you're at with this show right now. The the, the amount of calls, the amount of interact, it feels like a role news story where you're using the listeners as a kind of a front line for information in lots of ways as well which I think is working really well yeah you got to kind of gauge the temperature of how people are feeling you nailed it right there as much as it's nice to hear hey you guys are providing a service we're we feel kind of we're, we're just the same people that are in it with they uh, you know with everybody else yeah yeah we're, yeah. we're no different we, we just haven't have a microphone in front yeah. of us and we're kind of relaying the information but yeah. I think that's you know it's vital to try and have a real slant on it versus the constant perpetual hard hitting news yeah like yeah. let's just talk about it how do you feel you know what what's what's making you tick today let us know so yeah. i think that's a, a, a very healthy angle too 
for people out there that listen to the show and listen to the radio and it's, it's, it's important. They still get the facts, but you know, they don't have to feel like it's all going to die right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a grimness that you could certainly uh, uh, take if you're, if you're not careful. And, and I think that's, that, that would be the wrong approach. Hey, so you've been doing these Facebook videos for the last couple of weeks. Um, and these are really, really good, by the way, essentially sort of three to four facts and, and some figures and updates on where the story's at. What was the thinking behind that? Um, utilize the platforms to your advantage. I know there's a lot of people again that just they cannot suck back that much information from other traditional outlets. So why not just give them the details, the meat, and the potatoes of what's happening uh, out there in the world, and then maybe a funny anecdote and, and, and move on. So you know, this is one of those situations that changes every you know 20 minutes, six hours, yeah. whatever it is. So you can just you can actually end up in a vortex and just constantly sucking this all back through wherever you're getting your media and that gets unhealthy. So the reason I did it, it was like, all right, look, I'll give you one of these a day kind of deal. Here's what you need to know what's happened today. You're at least up to speed. You're not in the dark. You're not pulling the wool over your eyes, yeah. but you, you know what's going on. If you want to dig more into it, there's some facts, go at it. If that affects you, if yeah. not push that aside and move forward. And, and I think people appreciate it. Yeah, and 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 in lots of ways, those those videos are. You, you've obviously got all of that information, whilst some of it would need to be updated for the show the next day. It's kind of the. It gives you a chance to not not test and trial, but it gives you the. It keeps you match fit. You, you know, across a across the course of the day. You, you know, there's no there's no possibility for either you or, or Terry to be out of the the loop with anything that's happening right at the moment and that's that's one of the great things about where the show's right at and and, and i think that you know um i mentioned terry before he's been in the market for a long period of time people know him and, and they've grown up listening to him over a number of years and you know trusted sources of information is going to be so important right now for the audience isn't it yeah and you know what it's as much of a as a service for them as it's an outlet for me too yeah right um to take the, you know no, it is like you know hey all right this is what i've learned this is what i think is important whether you believe me or not that's up to you but it's an outlet to get what I think is important off my chest and then leave it behind a little too. Yeah. All right, that makes a marker in time. This is where we're at. Let's go forward. Instead of continuing to think and ponder about all the stuff that happened on those five fast facts, you know, that's out of my, I'm not privy to those decision making. So here they are. Let's move yeah. forward. It's as much an outlet for me as it is for everybody else that's listening. So, hey, you mentioned, so Fort McMurray, um, uh, how many years ago were the wildfires? What, how many, what is it, early 2010? 2016. 2016, right, okay. So firstly, just remind everyone of that story. And, and had, you know, did you take any learnings from that? You said you had 32 days, uh, the, the story sort of played out over a, a quite a period of time. What, what did you take from that story in terms of learnings for what is happening at the moment? Okay, so for those who don't know what happened, much like a lot of the, the world right now, wildfires are kind of a part of life. Yeah. Uh, it was a landlocked energy city way, 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 way up north uh, of the country. And a bunch of wildfires broke out, and they had to evacuate the entire city of 88,000 people. And there's one road in, one road out. We lost, you know, 2,800 homes inside of, uh, you know, 20 hours. It was the greatest natural disaster ever recorded for Canadian history, and we broadcast through that. So there was a lot of parallels between that and this. Yes. And again, that's kind of where the idea was, all right, give people the facts that they need to know, yes. right, and then and, and stop. You don't have to argue anything. And the other thing that I took away from it was that's where you need to figure out time for yourself because this is going to continue for a bit. So yes. you kind of you have to slow down focus on what was important that day 
what you can control and what you can't, you got to let be, let go. Yeah. Because it's kind of one of those situations where control is, we've all, we're all a bit out of control right now. And I think that freaks a lot of people out. Yeah. Uh, myself included. And it's, I found that during that time broadcasting has helped me with this because it's like, okay, we're all out of control together. So yeah. <laughs> here's a couple of things that you can focus on and, and then move on. It's kind of my, my thought process on the whole thing. Yeah. So, so what's the general mood in Edmonton and does it reflect the national mood in Canada? I, I asked that question because I know Alberta has had some you know, really tough times in recent years and this is just another massive kick in the guts. Is, uh, you know, so do, what's the general sense on the ground, do you think? Yeah, Alberta has had uh, some rough goes, but I think, you know, in, in times of crisis, I guess, like this, a Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian across the board, and I think the temperature would be very similar yeah. all the way across the country. I'm sure you're going to have small groups of people that have happening harder here and there, but for the general feel, I think everybody's, you know, a little scared, a little worried, trying to uh, tighten up their family and their unit to make sure everybody is safe. Um, for the most part, I think people are adhering to the advice of the professionals. And I think, you know, I think everybody kind of feels the same all the way from Victoria to Newfoundland at this point. It, the one odd thing in pandemics or disasters or things like this is you can really see a country and, or a cohort of people, or in this case, globally, uh, unite, you know. Yeah. You start putting a bunch of irrelevant problems that we've all been yelling about for so long selfishly way aside you know you're seeing a lot of pc and cancel culture kind of stop right now nobody cares you know you, you can kind of you can kind of say something stupid and get away with it because people are like ah oh, we're stressed we're working on it together i think that's an interesting byproduct of this whole thing too you're not seeing you're a lot of people yell at each other where they would you know they're uniting um because uh, you know a, a fear of trying to move everybody forward uh really does unite a unite a country or in case this you know in this case the world yeah. So um, you're about to be a dad for the first time in the next couple of months. I don't want to be too deep. Yeah. I mean, how different is life going to be for your daughter over the next, you know, five to 10 years, do you think? Or, or, or am I overstating that? I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, I thought I'd throw that yeah, out. You know what? You're, you're absolutely right. Um, I had a mini meltdown yesterday. I was going to the grocery store after the show, sitting in the, uh, the vehicle, and I'm putting on latex gloves to go buy lettuce. Right. And I'm watching people walk by me in full hazmat suits and respirators and masks to buy effing groceries. And I just kind of started kind of angrily getting mad. And, and there's a bit of tears in my face because I'm thinking, I'm like, I've got a baby coming in three months. Yeah. And that's not a mortgage payment that can be deferred. That's not a bill that I can push off and pay later. You know, that's due. And I got to pay up, you know. And so, no, I'm, I'm absolutely petrified. Uh of being a dad right now, you know, um, I wish we could defer that payment and wait until a later day. So I don't, and that's, I think, I think that's my biggest fear right now. I don't know what the world's going to look like at the end of this. And I don't think anybody does. So that uncertainty while you're bringing a kid into the world, it's been a bit overwhelming, but you know, there's babies born in wartime. There's been babies born in other disasters. You know, this is not a unique scenario. So yeah. I try and find a little bit of solace, I guess, in that. Yeah. Hey, uh, it's going to be a, a wild ride for the next couple of months, but we'll get through it somehow. And um, well done to you and Terry on, on um, executing a, a really super solid show for Edmonton right now. Hey, stay safe, mate. Good luck to you. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for listening to this episode of Game Changers at Home. We'll have another episode very soon, including a conversation Craig recorded with Dr. Travis Kemp. 
He has tips on how to get through this in one piece. Game Changers Radio is part of the Bad Producer Podcast Network. It was the first podcast we ever produced, almost four years ago now. And there are more than 100 episodes for you to listen to. Those interviews also feature in our book, Game Changers Radio, insights and lessons from the world's best radio broadcasters and programmers. It's available now, radiogamechangers.com. Craig will be back with another Game Changers at Home very soon. We'll talk then.